0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Walking Blind is hosted by overly emotional dudes who overthink and overanalyze everything. Nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. They're not professionals, and they're about to make that very clear. So just kick back and hang with them because you've earned it now cue that music So, um, next song is, oh, one
1: last little thing, the breakdown and stages at the end. the um, uh, the, you help me together. Yeah. So I was, I thought it was already like a cool breakdown and I think at some point we should release the original, yeah. what it sounded like compared to what it is now. And uh, and it's that it's funny the the music for st- for stages was something that Daniel was always kind of like oh you know it sounds like this or this could be better like he was kind of always kind of chipping away at it and then I remember him saying like I'm gonna change the, the breakdown and I remember thinking like no like I don't like write I don't like writing breakdowns like patterns and breakdowns like it's like my least favorite part to write for and he's like no he's like don't don't worry I'm gonna it's like structurally it'll be about the same, but um I'm gonna there's just I'm gonna just change it a little bit. It it sounds different, way different from what it was before, and it's such a upgrade, I think. It's probably one of our <laughs> it's probably one of like our heaviest parts, <laughs> or at least our hard like one of our hardest parts. And uh it was like a kind of a last minute change that Daniel did and, and it I I'm stoked.
0: And I think vocally too, like we we got you to hit the oh, notes yeah. that you you don't normally yeah,
1: don't
0: yeah. <laughs> you're hitting like lower notes that you don't normally hit um which was made
1: easier because i was finally screaming in like one like one more natural like where yeah. i normally would scream at yeah and that range is good for me because it's 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 higher anyway i think my scream is probably on the higher side and so going lower it's not like compared if you guys have heard this guy scream it's not his low, but it's low for me, and uh, it just sounds more drastic because I think it's my, my scream. Yeah, <laughs> my scream high.
0: Well, because your 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 scream is already up here, and then so when you hit lower notes, like it's really not low yeah. per se, but <laughs> compared to what you're doing, it's low, yeah. and it just sounded really fucking cool when we got it. When we got it out of you, we were like yes, and yeah. Martin was like yes. Yeah, What's no, that? Fine. Finally, <laughs> fuck. Yeah.
1: I, so, we, we Mike and I can have a joke that I don't think Martin knows about, but it's like we have to get more Martin has to like give his like stamp of approval on it or else it's it's not dope. Yeah,
0: it's not it's not cool unless Martin puts his stamp of approval on it. All right. <clears throat> Alright, so the wait. Wait. This is probably one of one of my favorite songs on the record.
1: I think this might be my favorite. I kind of I kinda of bounce back and forth, but this one this one was the most difficult to write just because of the subject matter um so the weight uh so uh i was okay so um the song the song it's definitely when i write i try to have i try to pull from different like different life experiences personally or i pull from you know like a series of people who have been through similar things Um, so I've, I've lost friends to suicide and, you know, I have, when I was writing this, I definitely had all of them in mind, you know, and, and even some of the stories from friends that I've, you know, that have shared with me, their loss. And so for me, um, even though I had different people in mind, I, my main, main, uh, person I was writing about was my buddy, Brian, uh, Brian's from the Salt Lake city area. And we knew him from playing shows together. Um his his band uh used to play with us. And um and he was just like a sweet dude. Like I that was like the one thing that I always think of, which probably sounds weird to say about like a dude in hardcore, but uh he was just he was just he was he was just a sweet dude. He was he was nice. Um uh I always like I always appreciate because I was because I feel like I was the same way. We're like I want to know like details or random facts. Yeah. That's what I want. I always, anything. I want to know details or if it's not, or give me a random fact, you know? um, Like I, I go down the rabbit hole when I see like, like, oh, celebrities that can sing or like athletes that can play music, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Just like random stuff. And so I really would always appreciate Brian. Brian would have really, uh, he'd always ask me like really, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm full of it. <laughs> And so he would ask me really interesting questions, and I always appreciated that about him. And um, or he'd want to know details, like details of stuff, uh, like there's uh, what was it? It's it's just anything. Like uh, if there's anything I won't eat before I play, or I don't know, just stuff like that. Yeah, that's a a valid question. Yeah. Um, And uh, the answer is no. (laughs) Pretty much anything. But is there a time frame that you won't eat? Yeah. Uh, I try. I try to give myself, I try to give myself at least like an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll eat like hard before then, but I feel like that gives me enough time to kind of at least walk it off before I go on stage. I'm always
0: afraid that I'm going to have to take a dump like mid, mid performance.
1: Dude, I can, (laughs) I can say that I've never shit myself on stage. Hey. Um, I feel like there may have been like a close call with like, you know. (laughs) Sketchy food. Just yeah,
0: sketchy like gas station oh, food dude. or Okay.
1: Actually I guess it would have been if anything would have been if anything would happen I would have been it would more of me throwing up. There was a tour we did and uh we all got food poisoning. Okay. All of us. The entire like everyone in our <laughs> everyone in our van. And um and we were staying freaking the guys from uh within the ruins mm-hmm. they were letting us crash at their at their house. We weren't even on tour with them, they just let us crash at their house. And we were all, like, it was bad, dude. We had, we were, like, pro- it wasn't even, like, we were kind of thrown up. We were, like, projectile vomiting. Oh, wow. I remember puking and, like, nothing touched my teeth. Like, it just, like, it was like a dragon. I was like a dragon. It was cool. <laughs> and then... um just straight liquid just... Dude, it was so, it was so bad. It was so bad. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I don't like, okay. But I remember the next show, I was like, oh, I want to... <laughs> Shit myself, where I'm gonna puke on stage like in front of people, yeah, like, like this, this is gonna, gonna happen. happen. I can't believe it didn't happen though. Thankfully, I, I think we had, I think we all had like trash cans by us during that set. That's crazy, yeah. Anyways, okay, what the wait, okay. <laughs> what is, oh my gosh, so you, you were talking about, yeah, so uh, so all that to say was, uh, you know, Brian, uh, I saw him as a friend, a friend of mine. I, I really enjoyed him as a friend, he was just a good dude. And uh and so
0: what makes his stories or his situation stand out to me. I'm sorry, hold on, I don't mean to cut you off. Mm-hmm. But if you turn around and look out the the glass window, the the dogs are humping each other. Oh, they well, they just stopped. And <laughs> the camera angle the camera angle, I think you block it off just right uh. where they can't <laughs> see it. But I was kinda hoping that they could. <laughs> He's got a little what's what's chewy? I have a little mutt who's like a cocker. They say he's a Cocker Spaniel mix, but he looks like a 30-pound golden retriever.
1: That's fair. Yeah. Almost like a wiener. Yeah,
0: full-grown. He looks like a golden retriever, but he's only like 30 pounds. And then I have a 70-pound English bulldog, and the little dog just likes to mount the bulldog. (laughs) I can't do anything to stop it. They're both fixed. so I'm a responsible pet owner. Anyways, sorry. I didn't want. I didn't want to point out that fact before you dove like into the it's heavy like, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I had to bring it up beforehand. But all right, carry on. All right, okay. Apologies. So, Apologies. I think this is like our way
1: of like trying to
0: to not yeah. get emotional about it. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: um, and so okay, so so, okay, so Brian reached out to me, and uh, I didn't. I didn't even know that Brian had. Uh, depression issues or anything. So when he approached me, uh, he was saying how he was, uh, taking, who's taking medication and he's like, I'm going to have to keep taking more. And it's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to keep taking more. Cause it's like, then I'm not me anymore. So what's, what's the point of living kind of thing. And, um, and so his reaching out to me was because he wanted to see if I had heard or if I knew of any ways to, uh, or if I knew of any like holistic approaches that he could do on top of taking his medication because he he was like he was telling me he's like, like my depression is is like it's it's severe and I just the only answer they keep giving me is to keep taking more medication and I don't want that and so and so um, that was kind of what our conversations were mostly about you know uh, I was looking up different things to eat um, and then obviously like going over different coping things with him and and um, and so Uh, but what killed me about Brian was, uh, he was saying that he would, he would, he would express that he's like, I'm, you know, if anyone doesn't understand how serious suicide is or, or just, I'm sorry, depression is, is when you're, when you're, when you're going through it and you're low, it's very easy to say like, okay, well, yeah, I don't want to die or, um, I would never kill myself or I would never you know when you when you're when you're going right and you're rationally thinking, like a lot of those thoughts don't come in your mind. And Brian was like that when I was talking to him. He's like, "Dude, I," he's like, "I don't want to die." Like when he was, you know, he's like, "But he has he has a daughter." He's like, "I don't want to die." He's like, "But I feel like this is gonna take me, and I don't want to leave my daughter," which is like super super hard to hear. And especially when I was hearing about, um, just he was telling me about how bad his. Uh, his depression was and, um, it was just, it was just really tough to hear him talk and struggle with it because it it's like he knew, you know, uh, at some point, at some point I want to, um, I, I've actually had an opportunity to reach out, uh, and talk with, um, Brian's mom. And, uh, she, at some point, I feel like we're going to maybe get on here. Uh, she wants, she wants to talk cause she wants to share her, her son's story. And she feels like, uh, you know if his life can help someone she she wants to do it
0: i think that there's there 's something to say in the fact too that like you know a lot of times the people that are depressed, that are feeling this way, that have you know thoughts of suicide or even like you said are in that mind space where they 're like i 'm depressed i don 't want to let this beat me i don 't want to let this win are also for the most part, the most quiet about it. They're the ones that you would never know, um, you know, unless they opened up to you. Like, you know, I have even, you know, friends, or even in my own experience, like, you, you hit very low points. And for me, it's always been dealing with that with, like, jokes and humor so that you would never see, I guess, like, the sad, you know, And so when you have people like that where even just the slightest conversation, that's the only way that they know how to reach out. That's the only way that they know to how to like, you know, kind of ask for help in a way, you know? So it's those situations or scenarios are are never, ever, ever easy. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then how do you approach it? You know what I mean? Like how do you... What what can you do? Because I mean, like you said, and kind of preface preface at the beginning of the show, like <clears throat> out of everybody at this table, you're the most qualified to talk about this stuff. But you know, as if it, if it comes really comes down to it, like you're not um, a licensed, you know, quote unquote professional, no. you know. So there's there's and when it comes down to cases where you're talking depression, you're talking Things like this where you're medicated and you start to feel less like yourself on the medicine that's supposed to be helping save your life, that is detrimental also because then you lose sight of who you are because of the drugs that you're on that are supposed to be saving who you are. And it's like just this huge clusterfuck, you know, like your, your head just, you know, shit at, at some point it's just like shit doesn't compute and you and then what do you do there you know and
1: and uh you know i like with any situation i was it's it's always humbling that they reach out you know reach out to me and i and i i was remember i remember feeling like i felt like optimistic because mm. um you know because we we did try to look for like you know i was telling them like oh you know like there's things that you can do for your free your diet to raise like serotonin um you know physical activities like walking and stuff like that and you know and he and so from you know obviously I wasn't I wasn't there with him I didn't live with him which again would be great when I could talk to his his, uh to his mom but uh you know from what I understand he was he tried everything and he did everything and he was he was he was um he was trying you know and I and I got that and I felt I felt he was very sincere in talking about you know how difficult it is to have and have what he has and to and to feel like he feels, you know, and not and not want to you know do that to his family, you know, especially his daughter. And so it was that was that was really hard to hear, and you know, uh, sadly, he did take his life, and um, it was hard, it was rough, you know. Uh, those, those like I take I took I like that one hits me personally because like I had. I was talking to them, and, and I, I knew, like, he let me in on what was, what was going on. I, and I tried to help as much as I could, offered advice I could. Um, you know, he he was getting professional help and stuff. But um, that's just, like, that's, that's, like, it's crazy that people still don't think that this is, like, that serious of a thing. Or that it's just something you just brush off or just something that you can just, you know, like, well, you know, just do this and you'll feel better. Or, like, or just, you know. Or just don't stop doing that, and you'll you'll feel better. Just stop doing this, or you start doing this. Yeah, you know. And they don't understand that like you can be doing all the right things, and you can still feel that way, and still find yourself, um, you know, feeling low. And uh, you know, then the easy thing to say is like, well, then why even bother? Right. Then why 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 then why you try if 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 somebody like him fought so hard only to have that happen then what's the point? What hope, you know, what hope is there? You know, and I don't have, I don't have an answer for that other than, you know, I have met people that have been able to, they're still here basically. Right. And you don't know, like, um, I don't like, I know it sounds, you know, I, I know I just said that, you know, he tried everything he could, but you know, there's always things out there. There's always something, you know, and, um, Again with his situation, uh, I think talking with his mother, like there's a little more to it that I'd like for her to kind of explain. But um, you know, my my encouragement is just that, you know, you 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 never know. And you know, the, it's a very it's a very serious very serious sickness because it catches you, you know, at your lowest. That's what you know, that's what it is, it makes you feel all kinds of things and it puts you in a in a place where you're not thinking like you normally would. And, you know, and those moments is when you can get caught and you can, you know, something like this can happen. And that's kind of just where I wrote this song from was just the fact that, you know, we don't know what somebody's going through because, you know, being around, you know, I've like, it's one of the things where I've, I've had an opportunity to talk with people and I've heard a lot of different stories. And it's, uh, it's, um. It's humbling. It's it's humbling because you know we don't know we don't know what someone's going through. Like we, it's easy. Like the old narrative is to say like oh like you know they were being you know what a what how selfish of them. How could they think about leaving their family? Or How could you think about leaving his daughter? You know or like what a what a cowardly thing to do or like oh they couldn't. You know all they they take the blame and they you know we've heard all those things and you know in in some aspects yeah you know you, the the now the burden is put on an entire family or now it's. But we don't know what someone's going through in those moments, you know. There was, when I was talking with Brian, he didn't want to, he wanted to be here. He didn't want to take his life. He wanted to be here for Zara, he wanted to be here for his family. He wanted to get better. So you know, to think like, oh he didn't care. It's like I know like that's not I know that's not even I know it's not the case, you know. So so all that says like we don't know what somebody's going through in those last moments, you know. Uh and so to pay a narrative of like, you know, Trying to assume we know what was that, sorry, I got a new phone I don't know if, anyone, don't know if you have a new phone finally, <sighs> but um yeah, we just don't know we don't know what someone's going through in those last moments, and um and so this song in a way there's no it's not like a it's not resolved in the sense that like there's an answer um this is the song doesn't provide an answer it's just it just it talks about a situation, asks questions, and um. And it's just the, um, the one thing that we can do is, you know, keep building awareness for this and to share that person's story. And, you know, uh, talking with Brian's mom, she she's really, she wants to share her son's story because she's hoping that it'll, it'll help. And I, and I believe it will, you know, I, I wish I could tell my buddy, Will, who um, he's, he was my, he's the first person that it's crazy that like I have a degree because of will in a weird way.
0: Yeah. And we talked about him a bit
1: on the first, yeah. the first, you know, episode, and, but, but you don't know, like, and, and, you know, will will through, you know, what I've been able to do in my small little platform has created a lot of conversations and a lot of people I've met. Uh, it's been really cool to hear like what a lot of people are doing. Um, in honor of their friends, you know, or people that are either struggling currently or people that they've lost. And so, so yeah, so this song is made, I just wanted to like, you know, it's not answering, it's not answering that impossible question. It's just, uh, it's just kind of like hopefully a conversation starter um, for, you know, sub, a subject matter that's uh, incredibly serious. So that's the wait
0: yeah that's not it once again it's not easy stuff to talk about. It's not you know
1: yeah the question and I know I know people don't mean it this way, but people like 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 uh what's <laughs> I forget how they word they ask like if it's fun if it's fun to be a advocate for mental health or to speak on depression and suicide, it's like fun is not the word, yeah, <laughs> it's not I would
0: rather write about other things. I'd rather write about fun things. But. And I think that there's a uh, there's there's something to say about you know suicide and and depression and you know whatever you know else that may come with it is that it doesn't just affect certain people. It doesn't just affect you know like you know it doesn't affect w- just will just you know, Brian, it's, it's, it's really one of those things where, you know, there's, I won't say who, but there's a certain guest that you and I have talked about that. I really want to get on this show, which I think would be amazing. Right. And to think somebody like that would also have these suicidal thoughts and have, and, and you look at them and you go, Hey, everything's going right. Why do you feel this way? Mm -hmm. And then also when everything's going wrong, you know, what's, what do you do from there? Where where do you go from there? So I know that sounds really cryptic and vague <laughs> 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 because, because it's, it's just some shit that we, uh, you know, we can't, we can't talk about, we can talk about, I don't know. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> do you static?
1: Is that my phone? Do you know? Are you hearing it in your headphones? I heard it for like two seconds, but it's gone now. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, this is the uh, poor man's Dr. Pepper? No, that's the Dr. Pepper. Is it? You've been drinking. I'm just no. kidding. Like, <laughs> uh, this is clearly like the root beer. This is clearly root beer and Coca-Cola.
0: Damn. Um. Okay, so All right. song six, Regret.
1: Song six is Regret. Um. I'm really curious to f- to hear to hear uh, people's thoughts on this one, because uh, I feel like it's a little bit different. It's like probably the, uh, yeah. I
0: guess
1: the I guess this <laughs> this one and then the next one are kind of oddballs. I feel like yeah. Um, the next
0: one's gonna be fun for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: uh, so this one is regret. Um, so uh, the. So the the literal story I took is um it's from Matthew fourteen and it's about uh Peter walking on water. I don't know I don't know where you anyone is with their beliefs. Uh it's not the point of this. It's more of a um just a question. It's a story. Uh, it's a story about like um you know wherever you are, wherever you are and on, on beliefs of if this happened or not, that's not the point of this. Uh, the idea is just. The story is, um, you know, Peter is a disciple of Jesus, and he uh, walked on water to meet Jesus, who's who's walking on water. And so, I've always heard this story, and as like a, even a young kid, I've always been like, "Why didn't anyone else? Why didn't anyone else get out of the get out of the boat?" <laughs> like that was like always been like my immediate thought, and so. Um, I don't know. So this is kind of just a take on that story of, uh, you know, to have, like, to have been uh, there for all, of you know, things the Bible says that happened uh, and to be a part of it. Um, you know, he was, he was, uh, Peter was one of 12 disciples, but only...
0: Now, okay, sorry, not to cut you off, mm-hmm. but I want to get the, the story straight because... I know the story, but... So this is the story where he's asked to walk to Jesus on the water and is told, like...
1: Well, he sees Jesus and he asks if he can walk to him.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, and then essentially, Jesus is like, yeah, but you have to have faith. As yeah. Realistically, like, you have to have faith. Have, that you have faith.
1: Keep your eyes on me.
0: And don't don't question it, essentially. But, yeah. Like, the, the in the most layman of terms, right? right. And in the story he does like he does start to walk on water Mm -hmm. and then when he kind of questions what's going on what he's doing when he kind of loses that like focus focus and he looks down then that's when he falls he's a sink yeah and so that's context of the story
1: and so my my thing was just you know uh there's, you know, the other disciples have been there for the most part. They've seen everything Peter's seen, and it just—I don't know—just it just it just odd to me that like nobody else wanted to walk on water.
0: Nobody else was like, "Oh, dude, let me try this out." Yeah,
1: and so, um, and so I just kind of the idea of uh of seeing someone else do something great, uh, and that's kind of the that's kind of the that's where I where I felt like the the regret was was that um. The original idea was, um, right from the perspective of basically judging your life on someone else's achievements and how that gets you nowhere. And, um, I feel like everyone does it. Uh, I used to find myself kind of doing it, uh, going back to school in my thirties, <laughs> like <laughs> not ideal. Um, and just kind of seeing, you know, where my friends were seeing people where they were in their lives and, you know, just feeling a certain way feeling like, oh man, they're they're, you know, anyway, just seeing someone else do great things and you feeling like you're, you know, you're stuck in the boat. And so that's kind of where this song came from. Just, uh, you know, having the, being so close, you know, to, to doing something great and seeing it happen in front of you and just that regret of like, Oh, that could have been, that could have been me. It should have been me, you know? Um, and just kind of like, it's almost it's kind of it's almost like a negative song because th- this one doesn't kind of resolve either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but, um, but I, I just hope it's like a cautionary tale that it's just you know um, don't don't be that person that that just sits back and and wonders what if um, you know like
0: like sometimes your friend tells you for two years that hey man you should do a podcast and you're like yeah that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yes and so but yeah so finally finally doing it and <clears> then uh, yeah because you 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 don't know and then also just be you know learn to be happy where you're at because uh, you know I got to do I got to do a lot of a lot of fun things um, but the same but I'm not thinking that when I'm like in class and I'm one of the oldest people in my class yeah you know and it's easy to get again think of all like, oh well, I, would, we've, I wish I would have done this. But it's like, no, like I've had, I, I don't regret my, my experiences and the people, people I've met. Yeah. So, but yeah. My, uh, my favorite line is the I can see everything. Yeah. And realizing, like, oh, I see how badly I. Yeah, I fucked that got, one up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really curious to see the response on that, it's just because I feel like. Once people like realize what the story is in general, yeah, they might like poo-poo it already because they're like, you know, yeah.
0: whatever. Well, I, I, yeah, I think that there's there's going to be the you know group of people that are like, oh, stories about Jesus, you know, yeah. but it's not really like yeah. it's more about you know the the message, yeah, message, the message. So, uh, so we've got one more song. And I I actually I recently just texted you about the song. I was like, Hey, I really like this song. The record's becoming one of my favorites. And you were like, This is gonna be a hell of a record <laughs> or a hell of a song to uh to sing live. A off live. <laughs> <laughs> we like to do that.
1: Um and I you know, I guess I have no one else to blame but myself. Uh well Dan well actually Daniel and Tron both said they wanted to write a two step that was too fast, a to two step two. Okay. So that's I, valid. Yeah, so I can't... I'm, like, looking forward to see. I kind of want to, like, announce that and be like...
0: You're going to have kids two-stepping the fuck out of this, yeah. though.
1: <laughs> I feel like... I feel like pretty much most of New York could do it.
0: Like, yeah. we're just East, <laughs> East Coast kids. East Coast kids are going to be able to pull it off. Yeah. Um, Every but, time you play this show, I just... Here's here's the thing. If you... and Like, I don't play in No Bagging Rights, so Michael just have to validate this for me. Mm-hmm. If you listen to this show... And you see NBR play live, and Mike announces that they're, they're going to play Unapologetic. I just want somebody in the crowd that listens to the show to yell "Challenge accepted," <laughs> <laughs> and then just see how fast you can fucking two-step, dude. Because that that's going to tell us, or that's going to tell Mike essentially. I don't know. He'll he'll know. I think know. I think our whole band will know. <laughs> I want you,
1: like they. Even the news at if they didn't know this, if they like, if we're if we announce that song and somebody says challenge accepted, yeah, I think everybody like, we would all know.
0: <laughs> so, and if it's and if it's a SoCal show, I'll probably be around, so I'll listen for it too. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get those get those Air Max. Oh man, get the, a, get a the moving, get the Air Max nineties
1: going, man. But it's it's a fun. song. I I, I really enjoy this song. Um, this is probably the most like personal song for me on the on the EP. As far as like my own personal experience, uh, the song is unapologetic. Um, it's weird. I have I have a this is like I don't think anyone cares about this, but when I th- when I think of this song, I right away think of when I was interning. Um, in my uh, I was a, I was a counselor at a high school, and I remember driving home and traffic and, like, just bumping this and, like, kind of coming up with the – trying to come up with the melody because, like, uh, like I said, when I I wasn't allowing myself to, like, put any pen to paper while I was in school. Like, I really – for anyone who doesn't understand, I'm not a good student. I tr- I have to, like, try it extra hard. <laughs> so, like, I have to do – I have so many rules for myself when I was in school just so I could freaking get through it. So, um, but anyway, yeah, so I – this song makes me think of, like – driving in traffic, and just, like, trying to come up with, like, the melody and the chorus and stuff, but, uh, it's basically just for not apologizing for, um, for one, like, if you have, you know, if you have a, if you have mental health, um, things going on, that's not, not to, uh, not to, um, feel like you have to apologize for, for, you know, not going out with your friends, or not keeping up with your friends, like, the way most people you know, would, um, you know, like for me, uh, it's not silly. I think I even put it in the line or not. It's like, I get anxiety answering the phone. And I think that started from when I was a kid (laughs) and my, my dad's a pastor. And so we were always getting phone calls from the house and people, you know, that my dad would, you know, and, uh, my dad, uh, my dad predominantly spoke at Spanish churches. And so we'd get calls in Spanish, but also my family is like, my dad's, mexican my mom is peruvian so spanish is is just something that we were surrounded by um i didn't speak spanish very well especially growing up like i think it was the first language we had and then as soon as we were around other kids whatever like it was done it was was done yeah Yeah. and we really didn't practice you know i don't want to throw my parents under the bus because they did try but like we spoke english in the house and so uh, so, like, answering the phone, and this is, like, back in the, you know, like in the 90s, uh, we had to answer the phone, you know, and then ask who it was, and I don't know, I guess, I'm, this is all happening right now as I'm sharing this, I don't think I've ever talked about this part of it, ever, but, uh, yeah, answering the phone was very stressful for me as a, as, as a child, and it carried on through adulthood, and, uh, and now I really don't like talking on the phone, or someone calls me, I straight up ignore it, and I will text you, <laughs> like... You know, and and I I try to you know especially people that know me I feel like for the most part they kind of get it, Um,
0: but uh, yeah that's just normally uh, depending perspective I only call you to uh, get you to look at the text message I sent you thirty minutes (laughs) before (laughs) like if if I text you and I don't hear back from you and we're like meeting up or we have something going on Mm -hmm. I'll only call you. One, because I figure you're not going to pick up. And then two, because if you see the missed call, you're going to go to the text and then you're going to see the text that that I'd sent. Because for those of you who don't know or don't realize this, he has a new phone right now, so it doesn't look as crazy. But (laughs) before this, like this is the guy that has like 138 unread text messages and like 768 unread emails and just...
1: Wow, dude, I'm at like fourteen something. 14.
0: <laughs> it's 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 a little a little ridiculous. So 14,107 unread emails. <laughs> so which is why we set up a, a different email for this particular <laughs> podcast that uh that I'm I'm watching and which I'm I've monitoring. I've read and I responded to. Yeah, yeah. We we do have a question. We'll talk about it after we after we finish up the record, but um yeah. It's, it's definitely, uh, I don't take it personal if Mike doesn't pick up the phone. Yeah. So, uh,
1: yeah, it's crazy that I like, I'm gotten into music the way I did and that I tour and I, I get, I get anxiety around crowds. Like yeah. I just, I don't like being around groups of people. I'm really good in like small groups. I'm really good one-on-one, but, uh, so, um, and so, uh, it's just like, it's, you know i uh i had to learn how to create boundaries for myself um uh, i had to really create boundaries when i was in school again I'm not, i wasn't a good student so i had to like really make sure that uh i wasn't controlled by time and stuff but um yeah it's just about like not apologizing for keeping yourself health, like happy and healthy and safe cuz i used to like burn myself out just cuz i felt like i needed to be i needed to see everybody especially when i came home like would come home from tour you know, I and that—that's the thing. Like, I want to—I want to see everybody. I want to see so many friends. I want to see, but like at the same time, like I was burnt out and I needed to like recharge. I needed to do all that stuff, and I and I didn't, and I wouldn't take care of myself. And then when I started to do it, I kind of could feel people kind of being a little like I don't know, not hurt uh, a little hurt by it, I guess maybe I don't know.
0: There's there's something to say. I mean, for people that. Play in a band, and that have toured, that un- will understand that, like you know, especially when you're when you're in a band that's not, you know, on a bus twenty four seven. That's not you know like flying to all your shows, or just like you know doing like really comfortable traveling. Like a lot of your time is just spent with you, and you, depending on how many members of your band, there's like you know six seven people crammed into a little tiny space that all live together. And then that's, that's it day in and day out. Like yeah. you're, you know, if you, you're just essentially driving and um, you know, like, so being able to come back home and being able to just reset, even though the, there's people you haven't seen, like you've been on the road for six months, you haven't seen your friends back home, but there's also an aspect to it of like, I also need to go home and just be alone and just be by myself, because you don't get enough of that, you know, on a normal basis.
1: This is kind of—I don't know if this is kind of off subject, but I don't know why I'm thinking about this. I'm kind of throwing my cousin under the, under, under the bus. <laughs> my cousin Erica—I don't know if she'll see this. But um, well, I, I remember like coming back, you know, coming back from tour, and like my cousin would invite me out, you know, to go like hang out with her friends, like they're at a bar or whatever. And I remember, like, telling her, like, hey, like, Erica, like, um, I'm, I kind of don't want to go out. <laughs> <laughs> like, or I just, you know, like, hey, you know, like, I me mean, know if you want to go see a movie or you want to do something else. And then she's like, what? She's like, dude, I see all these pictures of you having fun on tour. I keep, you know, I hear about you having fun when, you know, when friends and you're back and all that stuff. And I was like, I was like, yeah, but like, it's different when you're on tour, like, I don't know how to explain this. and I'm sure somebody's like, Oh boo hoo like you you had a, you're out every night, you know. And it's like it's not like that. Like I try to tell yeah. I try to explain it to people, like, think of a time that you went out and you're out late and you had a good time. Cool. How'd you feel the next day? Cool. Even if even if you didn't do anything, like you just out you're just out late. You're tired. Okay. How would you feel if you had to go out and do the exact same thing the next night? And people can be like, Oh, well, you don't have to go out. Well, I kinda do do. my job. We have, we have, well, and, and also like we're we're not a very big band. So we're always, you know, sometimes the person that we're staying with that night is going out. So we go out, (laughs) we go out too. And, and so you're just like, it's this constant pattern of, you know, you're out late anyway because of the show. And then usually after the show, you know, people want to like talk or they want to go hang out or they want to go eat, whatever it is. Eating was fine. I was always down to eat. (laughs) (laughs) I was down to eat nothing's changed Yeah. And so it's just like, so you're you're out late, and you're doing that, and it's like imagine doing that for a full week, and then imagine it for a full month, like every night for a month. Imagine doing that every night for two months. Like that's touring. That's what. And so it's like, yeah, it's fun, and you have a good time, and like once you're out with people, and it's nice to see people, and I'm I loved connecting with people, but it's just like it's it's draining and it's hard, and and when you're so. All I have to say is when you're home, it's nice to not do anything. It's nice to just be home, you know? Um, and it's, it's like, I guess, and I guess I kind of talked about this on the last podcast we did, but it's just like doing just like normal, boring shit was like amazing for me. Like even now, like I, I go to movies by myself.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's fun. was funny you mentioned that because, um, so in 2010 when I was working for Atticus, um, I remember there being a date where I think it was like one of the Warped Tour days off um and I want to say it was like punk rock bowling or something like that was going on and I was on I was with the White Chapel dudes so we happened to get a hotel that night cuz I I don't I want to say that they weren't they were either not going or they were doing like it was like Whitechapel Amir, and, and somebody else were doing like a one-off show mm. somewhere else. So we, everybody got a hotel cause it was like, we get this hotel room, like everybody chill and relax and stuff. And some of the crew went one way, bands went the other way. And you know, everybody invited me and I was like, Hey, I think I'm just, I think I'm just going to chill. <laughs> and like, I nice. remember like getting my laptop and then going downstairs for like continental breakfast and just sitting there for like, two hours by myself and then and then I was like I think I'm gonna go see a movie and I like I like just looked around the area there was a, a movie theater like three four blocks away so I just walked to the oh. movie theater and I watched Karate Kid the like the <laughs> reboot the Will Smith uh, yeah <laughs> with the Jaden Smith uh, version with uh, Jackie Chan and I was like oh this movie's not that great but this feels great yeah this is this is great and yeah. then I walked back and I just kind of like Grabbed some food, hung out again. Then everybody, when everybody came back, like, oh, what'd you do today? I was like, nothing. Yeah. It was awesome. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it was like one of the best things ever. Cause I just, I was just by myself, like not worried about anything. Not like, yeah, it was nice. Dude. I freaking
1: <clears> love it. It's funny what people think. And I, it's like he, okay. So especially in the early days, like, yeah, it was cool to be out, out, and out late and like, you know. But it's funny because as as we got, kind of matured and got older, you know, some of our friends whose houses we'd stay at all the time, it kind of the same deal. And so like in the early days where it's like, oh, we're going to party all night. Mm-hmm. Now it's like.
0: Those same people.
1: It's like we're going to go get like, we're going to go get like, there's a little corner like a uh, Mexican food. And then we're going to just like watch like something on Netflix. And it's like, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. And it's like. Oh, so we can go and we can like maybe shower yeah. before bed, watch a movie. Like that's and like, like and like I feel like uh there'd be times when people feel like I almost feel like they had to like they thought like maybe they got had to throw a party. Yeah. And it's like, no. <laughs> no, you don't you don't have to do that. It's,
0: we can just chill. Like I did I yeah. even remember being up in the bay um uh, in Berkeley at at Jake's and I remember it was we we either played shows or we were recording one of the two and it was like towards the end of of the run of whatever we were doing and that day steve um drummer for voodoo glow skulls now <laughs> fucking machine <clears throat> um so steve just kind of like on
1: sense filter
0: <laughs> steve just kind of stepped out for a few minutes and um we were all like laying around watching Entourage, I think like we we're just watching Entourage in the house and we we're just relaxing. And Steve walks back in the door with those good humorous strawberry shortcake pops, and he just starts <laughs> passing them out to everybody. <laughs> so like here's here's all these you know a bunch of thick boys like <laughs> sitting in a in a living room just eating popsicles together, and it was like the greatest yeah. like the greatest feeling. Like we're just like fuck this, like we're just gonna hang out and 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 just watch tv it's still one of my favorite <laughs> memories
1: dude me me and uh me and jesus little jeezy he did merch he's merch guy extraordinaire we would just we'd go to dairy queen every now so, and then just get ice cream even though both of us do not do well with like dairy <laughs> but, but it was just it was nice that's amazing yeah uh, so anyway so that's
0: i think that's it for the song, that's man. that's the record that's the, the ep record. Um, so be- before we go, we did, so, so what we're doing with this show and it's going to make sense when you guys see and hear these drop is we're kind of pre-recording a few episodes at this point, we may make this a two-parter as well. I don't know. We'll see, but <clears throat> we're pre-recording some episodes and we want to drop them all at once. That way you guys have something to listen to while we work on the next few episodes. Mm-hmm. So these first couple of episodes, they're going to be really awkward cause we're still figuring stuff out. We're, we've got the one camera going that we have to like start recording again every 30 minutes because it doesn't continuously record. Um, you know, and we're just, we're winging it right now. But, but the plan is that when these episodes drop, you guys will be able to listen to, um, essentially what's been going on. Um, which was the last episode, And then now talking about the EP and around the time that this comes out should be right around the time that the EP is dropping as well. So we're trying to time that all together. Um, But that being said, last week when we did record the first part um, for the show, we, you know, we opened up the email essentially. So um, once again, we want to have an opportunity for you guys to write in and you guys to ask your questions, ask anything. Anything anything it could be a statement it could be you know a genuine question it could be advice it could be like hey man your show kind of fucking sucks and we'd be like hey we know cool <laughs> how now how do we fix it yeah what what can we do to make it better you know stuff like that at least be constructive or <clears throat> clever yeah if you if you roast us but it's funny we'll we'll take it I'll, and we'll say it yeah and and we'll read it live on air <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i
1: feel like uh like Literally ask, I feel like the, uh, the, I always wanted be mental health stuff, you know, which is great. Please send those. Um, but also, yeah, like any, any, anything you want to either know or ask about us. Um, we're both pretty big in like comic book movies. In, in size and
0: stature. Is yeah. that where you're going with this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I just feel like. Comic book movies, TV shows, music.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. if any music you want us to check out or, or get our thoughts on, send it. Um, and it doesn't
0: have to just be punk rock and hardcore. Yeah. Send. It can be anything. I'm a I'm a huge fan of boy bands from the 90s and early 2000s, you know?
1: The only boy band you're from that era is boys to men.
0: <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyways, that, that being said, if you want to reach out to us, send us a video, send us um, a message, write it out send us an audio clip. If you want us to play your audio. Also, one of the things I want to ask is let us know if you want us to use your name or your full name Um, or not at all. Um, or, or if you just want to be anonymous because we're going to respect that a thousand percent. So I did have an email that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, and you've read it, but you Mm -hmm. know, and I'm not going to read your last name, you know, just, because I don't know if you, if you want that or not, but this email came in from Alex. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's he's kind of got like a two-part question for you. Yeah. Uh, so he said, how do you cope with depression and anxiety? I know everyone has their own ways of dealing with everything that they go through and some don't bother going to a doctor to get diagnosed. And then um, the second part is what is your take on suicide? I know we kind of talked a little bit about it earlier, but um, Alex said, "How do you cope with how do you cope with that? As in thinking of suicide, but never actually going through with it, um, and just having it as a thought in the back of your your head." And he did say in his email, not saying that I'm going to commit it or anything, just thinking of it and being it on someone's mind. Um, here's another thing too that I just I just want to say personally. If you're at that point where like you're emailing us and this is a genuine thought. I want you to tell us that, and I want you to give us your number, whatever the case may be. Like, I'll give you my number. I, you know, I want to talk to you. I I don't want you to feel. I don't want you to feel like you're sending us a question and then just wait. You know, uh, if this is something that is you know genuinely going on, I I want to talk to you about it.
1: Yeah, because <clears throat> had had it had a he not, had he not uh, said uh, this, clarified yeah. that. We would have responded to them a lot, <laughs> yeah. a lot sooner.
0: Um, <clears throat> so I guess, yeah. So Mike, um, sorry about the dogs. Chewy. Uh, so how do you, how do you cope with depression and anxiety? So anxiety, um, actually, we,
1: we kind of just talked about this uh, two days ago. Yeah. Um, I had an anxiety attack. I uh, actually had it. I woke up, uh, I had like a it was a dream. It was, I don't want. I don't think we have talking about my work. No. Hey, we can we can like that's the whole. <laughs> that's
0: the whole thing. We we, we we can go into that, that maybe next episode. We yeah. Can, we we will because we probably need to figure out what you can and can't talk about.
1: Yeah, I know. I have an idea. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say the place. Obviously, I can't use names and all that stuff. Right. But um. Anyway, uh, I woke up, uh. In a full on panic attack, like I've never had this happen to me. I don't even know. I don't know that anyone's ever like. I've woken up obviously panicked. I've woken up, you know. I think everyone's done that, but I woke up in a full on panic. I couldn't breathe. I, I, I had to like. Uh, I was like on my hands and knees on my bed, trying to catch my breath, and I ride away. It was, and it's so weird waking up because um, I'm like, normally when I'm when I feel myself having a panic attack, I kind of have my. I have my, my, my things Reality that I do techniques. Yeah. yeah. And it took me, it took me a minute cause I, I was literally like fighting for air. I, I could not breathe. I was, I was taking deep breaths. I was on like, I was on my hands and knees basically. And, um, and then thankfully I right away, uh, thought, of, uh, it's called grounding so this is a method that that i highly recommend um i use this a lot and normally in an ideal situation you want to uh like um one of the best ways that i was like taught it is you want to like be able to like sit down at a table and really just uh, have your feet planted you know you can have your hands on the table you can have your hands on your on your knees and just basically uh Start from, start from your feet, you know, like, like, and, and describe it, you know, describe your, describe, uh, you know, if you're wearing shoes or if you're barefoot, whatever, how the ground feels on your, is it cold? You know, like, are you on carpet? Uh, you know, anything. It, the whole, the whole point is it's, it's, you're trying to zero in and just focus on the present and what you're doing and, 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 uh, disrupting what your thought process, uh, what's going on in the, in that moment. And, uh, and so, yeah. And so you want to kind of describe things and describe how you're feeling, describe how you're breathing. Uh, it was like, I don't know, like three or four in the morning, you know, pitch black in my room. I'm on my hands and knees. I don't have that clarity to go sit somewhere and <laughs> do my grounding. So I was just on my hands and knees and I was just, I thought And from there I just told myself, okay, like I started describing was like being you know, on my bed and my bed felt, um, you know, my breathing, uh, and so basically I got, grounding helped me calm down, uh, to the, enough to the point where I went downstairs, uh, I drank water and then I just kind of walked around my, my kitchen counter, um, and, uh, it was cold, but I kind of needed that, um, I was barefoot and stuff and I don't know, just like, it was very, that was like, was kind of soothing for me to kind of just like walk around drinking water, um, one of my go tos uh, when I'm having an anxiety attack is I will basically at first it started and this happened in my uh, my last year my last year at school um, and what I would do is I would take a bite out of a lemon and usually that would help and like kind of like just shocking my system and and we, and the point of biting into a lemon is you want to also just like describe it you know for what it is the texture how you know the bitterness and you know if you're if it's burning your lips or whatever like you want to describe that and i remember school was very stressful for me i loved my time there but it was very stressful and i remember it started out where i would just take a bite and then that was that would be really good for like getting me to kind of just start to calm down start to kind of break that break that uh that stream and start to calm down and then it got to the point where i was i've eaten like an apple i've eaten entire lemons are you serious yeah <laughs> what? yeah like wait like rind and all like- yeah like oh it like God. like i'm biting it like an apple so yeah just so yeah so i i get i get pretty bad anxiety um mm-hmm. so what what i do like i said grounding is probably the probably the best thing um that i that i kind of do as far as it, it gets me it gets me to kind of refocus oh i think i was telling mike this too so, mind you, I just woken up. I was, I was,
0: uh, I was kind of tired to go find a lemon. Yeah. too,
1: too <laughs> tired to go find a lemon, but also as I'm grounding, as I'm trying to ground, ground myself and, and, and just focus on what I'm feeling. I started to like think about the situation that I, that put me in that state in the first place. And so I'm like spiraling again as I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, Mike, like, like focus, like focus so you're having like
0: a meltdown about
1: it, the meltdown. Yeah. So but anyway, um but eventually I was able to get myself calm and go downstairs so uh grounding is is big um um I do different things like walking is really good for me uh breathing I'm really big on breathing um i have uh i'm uh, I have a treadmill and I have like a bike a uh station, <laughs> a stationary bike and um and I feel like it's becoming a lot like i will i will or i prefer i'm gonna have one i'll go like usually on my bike it kind of finds easier easier because i'll like i'll ride and then i'll just really focus on like breathing you know taking it uh through your nose holding it and out out your mouth and just repeating that and i'll do that for as long as it takes i had i had one time where i did it for a full-on just half hour just breathing and it was nice i calmed myself down when i was done i felt i felt i felt actually felt great um so uh yeah, going on a walk, riding my bike is really helpful. Um uh my one of my things personally that I like to use is um I try to I try to do uh I try to use gratitude. Um and what and what that for me looks like is I start very basic and what that means is I, I just tell myself like I'm thankful that I can walk. I'm thankful that um, that my hands work. I can wipe my own ass. I don't know. Like I know that sounds really silly, but like I'm thankful for that. They at least have that. Um, I'm thankful that my vision is like not great, <laughs> but it, it works. I can still see. I'm thankful that I can still taste things. I'm thankful I can still smell. I'm thankful for you know things like that, physical things that I can still physically do. I can stand up on my own. Um, things like that that I'm thankful for. And then from there, then I start going into, um, like, the people in my life that I'm thankful for, you know, my family, my nieces. um, And then sometimes I'll even go into, like, if that's not working, I have time, okay, and then uh, I'll have a, like, things, like, situations I'm thankful for. Like, I was thankful that even though school was stressful, that I had the opportunity to do it. I was thankful for the work that I had. I was thankful for um, having, even though it was, like, past tense, I was thankful for the opportunity that I had to do music. Uh, I was thankful for an opportunity to coach baseball things like that that I'm like thankful for and there's times where like, because this is kind of one of my go-tos I recommend this for a lot of people and I commonly get, like after they've tried it they're like, oh that works so well and then like a week later they're like I went through all my things and I'm and I'm like, I still, feel like <laughs> I still feel like shit okay, so I was just saying how like uh, what happens when you've gone through all the things that you feel that you're thinking yeah. for and you still feel awful I do it again you just start back And then I do it again. Start
0: back at one.
1: Dude, I've, I don't know what my record is for how many times I've had to keep repeating it to the point where like, and and the thing is when you do it, like be like as sincere as you can, like really focus on what it is that you're thankful for. Like, and usually it takes, you know, I forget how many times I've done it, but it usually eventually will kind of, it'll kind of get me going or at least again, it changes how I'm thinking and my, my, my thoughts will go in a different, a different avenue, you know. Um, if I'm, you know, whatever it is, like if I am thankful that I,
0: you know, had
1: an opportunity to coach baseball, then I start thinking about baseball and I start maybe thinking about the angels.
0: So how we have my trouts. So these are, these are all like kind of techniques. Like when you're, when you're having those anxiety attacks or panic attacks or whatever. So what would you say is kind of like dealing with your anxiety in a day to day from a day to day basis? Like, even if it's not like a full blown anxiety attack, hmm. you know how how do you go about that from you know just your normal everyday anxieties?
1: So um, one of the things that helps me is I have things to look forward to, and 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 they're they're as small as like um, like my first thing is usually that I get to uh, I get to shower, which is I know that sounds sounds weird. Like touring really messed me messed me up <laughs> yeah, mentally. <laughs> like I shower, I uh, I love it just because in on tour you don't get to do it when you normally would have that opportunity. Like you, it's just not there. You take you realize you take it for granted. So laundry the, too,
0: yeah. Laundry too, you realize how much how awesome it is to have clean clothes. Yes. Oh my God. I've, okay, that's we can do a
1: whole <laughs> sure good but um. So, like, you know, the opportunity, like, once I get up, like, okay, I get, I'm showering. I enjoy showering. And then the next one is that I get to get coffee. That's, like, a big one for me. And people ask, like, does caffeine really, like, affect you? And I I don't think it affects me, like, at all. For me, coffee is mental. It's completely mental. It's, it, it's just, I just feel good when I get it. Like, I enjoy that taste. And I enjoy, even if, even if the line's crazy, I am usually at my shop that I, I now, that I used to work at. And so it's just nice to see like familiar faces and yeah. So coffee its just like something I look forward to that whole, that, that process. And then, um, you know, there's different things that like, like if I'm at work, there's different parts of the, of my shift at work that I look forward to. Um, and then if they don't happen, I have kind of like backups and I'm like, okay, well, if we're going to get to do this then it'll be cool when we get to this, you know, or we get to do that or when so-and-so does this. And so I kind of just give myself little things to look forward to. And, you know, for myself, um, it is not good, but it's been helpful for me is I look forward to uh, getting something to eat <laughs> when I get off work <laughs> and it's late at night. And so it's usually bad comfort food like Taco Bell or yeah, Jack in the Box. I do. I haven't had Jack in the Box forever. Like I'm I missed it. But, um, you know. That's not the best. Uh, one night I got really excited to go go home and make myself a smoothie. That should be like what I do every night, but being completely honest, I don't, I go, I've done all the all the fast food chains out here, <laughs> but, uh, it's just something I look forward to when I get off work. Um, you know, but for me personally, like that's a habit. I can, I need, I need to eventually, uh, m- get a little better in what I'm eating that late, but, um, you know, different things. Um, you know, on a day where I'm not working, it's, it's, uh, again, I try to give myself, I try to give myself things to, to look forward. Um, and, uh, and I, and I want to, and, and making things, um, intentional. And, you know, we can very, all of us can get really caught up in our phones. Like I'm, I'm always, I'm, I'm very guilty of being on my phone a lot. Um, uh, but like sometimes I'll tell myself, like, I'm not going to watch this podcast until this time. And it's like a little event for me. And so, and I feel good when I get to that point and I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this conspiracy. No, kidding. I'm <laughs> I'm going to watch this or like a show. Like right now I'm actually watching, um, I started watching the Sopranos. And so oh, you finally did start it. Yeah. Like okay. I'm on season two already. Nice. And, uh, and so like, like for me, just for instance, tomorrow I'm off, I'm off tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to, you know, I'm going to look forward to getting, I'm not going to, I'm not going to start the Sopranos until I get my coffee. So I'm going to get to go out and get coffee. And then I'm going to watch like an episode or two of the Sopranos. I don't know. It's things like that, you know, try to go out to eat, you know, maybe go out with my mom or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I just try to give myself little things to look forward to in the day Um, because then they're just kind of like when you reach them, they're just like nice little celebrations, little victories, a little breath of fresh air. Um, And it doesn't have to be – they don't have to be these grand things, you know. Like I said, just it could be getting coffee. It could be where, you like, if you're at work – where, like, you tell yourself, I'm going to go outside at this point, and I'm going to just go outside, do some breathing, and go back in. And if that's something you look forward to, and if it's such a short little break, like, that can go such a long way.
0: I appreciate the little wins. Yeah, little wins, man. Celebrate the wins. I would say another thing that will probably help, too, is um, is just taking care of your own health, like, physically. Um, I know for me, like, Right now I'm probably back up in weight to like one of the Dude, the bigger okay, sizes I've been. Same. Um and that that's honestly like a combination of, you know, new job, stress, you know, whatever the case may be. And but like I, I notice like I completely notice the difference in my anxiety levels when i feel like unhealthy and I'm like feeling overweight or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. Like I'm not training like I was. I'm not lifting weights or running versus like when I'm actually like by, by no means am I like, if, like a fitness guy or like an Adonis. Yeah. I'm not an Adonis, but um, you know, just in general, just like taking care of yourself versus not, you can feel the absolute yeah. difference. Yeah. Um, even if it's just something like you said, like as little as walking like every day, just do something active. Uh, get outside, get some like, you know, sunlight. Dude, hiking for me, sorry. Hiking, uh, I haven't hiked,
1: I guess, months now, really. But I I was doing hiking um, kind of like every weekend I'd go. And that helped me so much. It was such a nice, uh, I would never, ever think I'd be (laughs) a hiker. I miss it. I haven't (laughs) done it in so long. I actually miss it. But it was, like, super helpful for me to go be out and, you know, get exercise and stuff. And uh, for me, what that did, kind of going where, like, for me, like, that that hike, whatever it was, no matter how long or short, it kind of set the tone for my week.
0: I feel like, should we do a walking blind hike one of these days? Yes. Challenge accepted if you, uh... Yes. (laughs) Dude. That'd be kind of sick. That'd be cool. Yeah. I know some spots.
1: Well... So, but yeah, uh, definitely health, uh, taking care of
0: yourself is, is
1: big for mental health. Um, yeah. What was this? What was the second part of that?
0: So the second part was, um, how do you, well, what's your take on suicide? And then how do you cope with, with that as in having the thought of suicide, but never actually going through with it? It's just a thought that kind of lives in the back of your mind okay well this is a tough one yeah so yeah.
1: my thought i mean my thought on suicide obviously it's it's just
0: sad, and it's a reality um it reminds me of we sent that video back and forth to each other of the 9 one call of a little sister who had just found their her siblings body he'd I think he shot himself or something like that. Oh yeah. And you can hear like the just the absolute pain in like this girl's voice um where she's like she's talking to the 911 operator saying that you know she found her and you could tell she's a she's a kid yeah. on the phone, you know, and she's found her brother and that he he died by a bullet. Like she didn't really know how to fully like she didn't fully know how to articulate what had happened yeah. um and then at the same time you can hear her still trying to talk to her brother like the conversation jumps back and forth between the, her telling the 911 operator what's happening and then going back to the brother and the the brother had committed suicide and it's just this it's this thought or the idea of like you know, when it comes down to suicide, obviously in this scenario, your well-being and your mental health is the most important thing to be thinking about. But another thing to consider when you're feeling low like that, and when you're feeling, you know, those thoughts creeping in is, you know, the, there are people around you that love you and care for you. You know, I mean, I'm, look, I, I, I consider most of my friends, especially my close friends to be like family and I, you know, would do anything for them. I would, you know, I, anything that they would ask. And I'm also not very good at showing emotions. Right. So in my head, I just expect my friends to know how much I care for them and how much Mm -hmm. I love them. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's something that, you know, you may feel like, there's somebody, or you may feel like you're alone um, when really there are people that care about you. There are people that, you know, um, give a shit, like to say, to say it in the most like plain way, like, you know, and, you know, maybe that thought, keeping that in the back of your mind would help in knowing that, you know, there are going to be people that are, that, are going to miss you that need you, that love you that care about you um and essentially you're not only hurting yourself you're and and this is not one of those statements where like oh they're they're so selfish this is just like fact like you're not just affecting your own life, you're affecting everybody that has come into contact with you as yeah. well
1: yeah you're it's, you're you're important you're <clears throat> I just think too like. I don't know if people like the idea of like oh like well now I'll be missed or now I'll be important. It's like, no, you were important before. You know? And it I don't know. That's I think the whole whole conversation is, is you know, I think we everyone could do such a better job of just being able to like uh what's the word? Like we don't appreciate each other more. Like we don't we're not we don't really tell people like, Oh, I appreciate this about you, or just being you or just being my friend or just you know you know even even if it's family like that like stuff like that goes such a long way and i feel like
0: I don't there's a there's a I, and i sent you this song so if you're listening to this show i have especially right now i have a feeling that you're into you know like punk rock hardcore whatever but if you're into hip hop or even if you're not even into hip hop if you are just looking for a song with a message about this there's a song by a rapper named Joyner Lucas the song is called I'm Sorry um and it's from the perspective of his like brother um taking his own life and you're seeing both sides of the of the coin essentially in the song because In the first part, it's the suicide letter, you know, told in a way, you know, for the song. And then the second verse picks up after he's committed suicide. And it's from the perspective of Joyner or from the brother, you know. And it kind of goes to show, you know, the struggle and shows, you know, these ideas, these mentalities from both sides. And honestly, like when I listen to that song, I... Even even if I'll just be driving the car, like I've heard the song a, a thousand times and I'll still like get emotional listening to it. And then I'll and, and then even seeing the music video, it's, you know, it's really it's a really good perspective on on something like that. Um, it's really good at covering like the thoughts of. Yeah. Of what like um you know. <clears throat> the, like the pain, the anger, the frustration, yeah. the, you know there's there's so much that goes into it um and i mean honestly like if if the thought you know the question is like you know how do you deal with the thoughts of suicide even if you never do it um i would say talk to somebody like i think that there's you know there's there's more people out there that care than you think or even realize um you know and sometimes We just need people to hear what we're saying. Sometimes we just feel like we're not heard. Or sometimes we just feel like we're not able to get our message or our point across. And sometimes that needs to be said, you know. Or sometimes it'll even just help to just fully vocalize what you're feeling and your emotions. Because a lot of times all of this shit is just pent up and you're holding all of this inside, without having a place to release it, having a place to escape from it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's tough too. It puts you in a, definitely a different place. I think, uh, I think for, like personally suicide
1: and like thoughts of suicide. Um, like I've definitely, you know, it's something that crosses my mind for everyone who doesn't know mine. Mine always comes after something good has happened for me. And, uh, and so there's a couple people that know, like, I don't a couple, people, a couple people that know that like, you know, whenever something good happens for me, um, it's almost like they want to check up on me because it's like, hey, how are you feeling? Because I go, I can, I don't know what it is, but that's just, that, that's what it's been for me. I have just severe downs after a big high. And um I think maybe that's why like I've always kept such I always try to keep such an even keel for myself cuz I feel like if I ever get too high on something I just know what's following it. And um and so for me like uh what happens when I start thinking about suicide I just kind of I've and mind you so for me personally I've had a lot of experience with this like obviously I have struggled with this in my teens uh I've struggled with, struggled with this when I was touring I've struggled with this you know even uh you know, fairly recently, you know, but for me, um, I, I have a couple things. So one, I think everyone should have a plan. I know it sounds kind of like what, like a plan, but I feel like you should always have a plan of how you're going to, when you, when you, when you feel a certain way, always give yourself like little safeguards to do. Oh,
0: oh we lost the camera. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hold on everyone me. should have a plan and, uh, it doesn't have to be. That extravagant but it should always you know have have uh you know things that like coping strategies that you that you have that you can do um like i said some of them can be you know going on a walk um uh find something to do find something hopefully healthy to eat um another thing too is have uh like it's part of your plan and safeguards is almost like an emergency contact is to have people that, you know, you can reach out to. And thing with this is like, usually you want to let them know, like, Hey, uh, I just want you to know that, like I have you as my, who I'm contacting, you know, I think that's good to have, or if not just, you know, they don't even have to know yeah. <laughs> just someone that, you know, you can call and you can talk to and, and hopefully it's a good conversation. You know, I don't know why you pick someone who wasn't <laughs> like <someone who's laughs> yeah. negative. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we all have that one guy. Yeah. It, but it's just, you know, you just want to have a plan. Um, and so like, like I said for myself, I have my different steps that I that I use for myself. Um, I also uh, really think about the people in my life and I know like, this sounds like, oh, well, I'm sure other people do it too. I'm just saying like for me, help, that's helpful for me. I have two nieces um, that, it's kind of weird, they kind of help me with like a lot of different things. Positively, like they're, they're kind of like a go-to for me. Um, and so, yeah, just, uh, I think have, have, have a plan in place, uh, that you can, you can follow. Another thing too is, is be very, be very, try to be, uh, aware of and, and real about how you're feeling and what it is you're feeling at the moment. That way you can know like, oh, okay, this is like, this is teetering. This is getting into that, into that area and you start implementing this plan and I need to, I need to go on a walk or I need to call this person or I need to do this activity or I need to start doing this, you know, and then give yourself, uh, you know, a Mark, like a, I don't know what the word is, but, uh, a point where you know that like, once you've kind of gone through it and you still feel, um, like you're in that headspace of, of, you know, possibly in your life and that's when you want to get, you know um call there's hotlines you can call you know you can call the police uh you can call um uh and i know it, like it sounds bad to call the police but they can send like they can send uh you know uh uh, uh what's it called like an ambulance or they can this okay so this is kind of an interesting one because i've actually there's a, convers- a weird not a weird there's a conversation that i've had with several people about the bad sides of getting help professionally, or like calling, like uh, mm-hmm. and so, um,
0: like wellness checks, yeah, yeah.
1: And man, and so like it's tough because I I've heard some really bad stories about it, but I think overall, like for the most part, like especially if they're taking you to a place that specializes in that and, and can can just watch you and and just kind of until you're feeling better, you know, you usually good places can get you in front of somebody who's um like a crisis specialist and they can help you and they can uh kind of talk you down all that stuff um i don't know i think i'll i'll always kind of just side on you know what is it side on caution where you know call you know uh that's a, that's another thing that can be part of your plan too see, see what um see what uh resources you have in your area uh, Cause every place is different, you know, and you'd be surprised too. Like there's, you, like there's clinics all over the place and um, you know uh, there's hotlines uh, that are specific to the area you're at um, because you want to be able to, um, the reason they're uh, specific to your area is because, you know, obviously if they know you're in the area, they know what hospital to contact or they would know, you know, um, yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, there's resources in your area. Um, so I think that's something that you can do is have have that part of your plan. Know what the resources know what the resources are in your area, where the help is. Um, you know, and if you if you don't feel if you don't feel um, like you can make that call, have that conversation with a friend, and just be like, hey, if I contact you, like, and I tell you that this is what it is, like, I need you to may need you to make that call for me, maybe. I don't know. There's like. I don't know. There's all kinds of things you can do, but I think having a plan is the best place to start when you're having, when you're, when you're having uh when your thoughts are going, are going there. Cause it's not something that you can just be like, well, when I get there, I'll just, uh, I'll just, I'll deal with it when I get there. Like you're not in the right state of mind. So it's very, it's something you can't really like, not You don't want to mess with that. You want to have kind of know more or less what you're doing. And, um, yeah, just have I guess I feel like I've said it like nine times the plan, the plan, the
0: plan. I think I think it's also and and I pulled it up cuz I want to make sure I'm giving you the right information. There is a national suicide prevention line. Um 24 hours uh English, Spanish. Um so that is something that's available to you and that um is at 1-800-273-8255. Um And this is, you know, it's free, it's confidential, you know, this is just, if you can't get a hold of somebody to talk to, this is, I mean, it is a good option, Um, you know, it's, it's available to you, Um, because, you know, we, I mean, we can say it time and time again, that you're not alone. You know, it's at the moments when you feel most alone where you you need to realize it and you need to kind of see it or feel it, and um, even if that's like your absolute worst case scenario, I mean, to me, like, dude, program this shit in your phone. Yeah, you put it under like some weird name, like, like Bill. That's a good, you I know, that's a good idea. Like, dude, it doesn't have to say suicide prevention hotline on yeah. your phone. Like, you save the number and put it under like you know, whatever name that you want it to be. And then, you know, if you're ever feeling that, you know, if you're ever feeling this way and you're ever feeling like this is something that you don't have anywhere else to turn, you don't have anyone else to talk to hit that speed dial, you know, like it's like this, the stigma that you're weak or the stigma that you should just be able to handle this is outdated and it's honestly bullshit. And, you know, like, we we don't talk enough about the fact that, like, even the strongest of, of people and, you know, dude. some of the toughest dudes that we know, you know, go through the same thing that you're going through. Um, and, dude, uh,
1: I mean, I don't know who follows boxing. Tyson Fury. Yeah. The heavyweight champ. He, he, uh. It's interesting hearing him talk with his dad because his dad's kind of very old school too, and uh, you know, kind of not understanding how to help his son at the time, and uh, and just how hearing his story and how they went through his his uh, his mental health, and that's the heavyweight champion of the world that can literally beat up a ton of people. You know what I mean? So it's just like you, everyone goes to this Robin Williams, one of the funniest dudes ever. Like yeah, so it it's a uh, this affects everyone and it's serious. And so like, I think that's kind of, you know, why I, I have chosen to do what I do is just to kind of hopefully build, it's like create conversations. Um, that's, you know, if we're being honest, it's like what I'm doing with MBR, you know? Um, I, you know, there's different styles of genre I can, I can do. Obviously, I obviously love punk rock and hardcore, but you know, for me, it's, it's, uh, I've had I've had an opportunity to, you know, advocate uh, through music, and you know, especially with this this um, EP that we did, I just I hope my hope in that my hope is that you know, you know, obviously like yeah I want people to to like it and I hope people genuinely enjoy the music, but also like I just I hope this starts conversations and I hope I hope this um, you know is empowering for someone who needs to hear it or. Or validates someone who needs he needs it. Um, but uh, I don't know. I guess it's always a long roundabout question about how, how how do we? What's the question? How do how do we feel about suicide?
0: And how do you cope with? And suicide how cope? As, a, as a thought, not that.
1: Yeah, it's just it's and oh, it's the thing too. Is be, be real about it too. Like don't like for me. And I'm saying this like this is me talking to myself. Like I've had a real hard time. Like because especially once I realized like what my depression was and what my situation was. And I just thought like, Oh, well everyone, everyone thinks about like, what it would be like to just not be here anymore, you know? And, you know, be honest with yourself when you're thinking that and, and don't, don't, um, don't take it lightly, you know? Uh, if you're having those thoughts, like it's, it's, it's serious, you know, whether you think it's, whether you think you'll act on it or not, you know? Um, it's uh it's it's something everyone goes through so it's not anything to be ashamed of or feel embarrassed about like what Mike was saying like you know a lot of people go through this it's not it's not it's not a weakness um you know don't feel like you're you situ- are do not feel like you're uh what's, I don't know, I want to word this night I like I don't want to mess up this wording but like I used to think my idea of like ending my life was different than how other people did so I never took my own thoughts about it that serious for myself. That's for me. And I just thought like, Oh, well like even though I feel this way, even though it feels tempting to like, just pull a hard left on the freeway. It's like, there's a fly. I know <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you know, like the, 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 you're thinking it for a reason, you know? Um, and so, uh, yeah, just, Have a plan. Um, You know, if you're thinking it, like, don't, not. I don't know the word is, don't think something's wrong with you or that you're a bad person for thinking that, you know, or that you're a selfish person for thinking that. Like, you're thinking that for, you feel that way for a reason, right? You're not feeling that way for nothing, Um, you know, and for, and if you have, if you're, you know, if you're diagnosed with depression, like, there might not even be a reason for why you feel that way, you know? Right. That's what I think, too. A lot of people think like, "Oh well, I, I, it can't be that because like nothing bad has happened to me." It's like, "Well, you don't, even, you don't need anything bad happen to you." It's just, Mm-mm. it's what it is, man. Like your, your, uh, your brain is um, making you think certain things that you know may not necessarily be the reality. And that's going back to the whole real versus feel. You know, you may feel like no one wants you around. You may feel like you're not important, or that your life doesn't hold value. You may feel that, but that's like not real. That's not that's not the truth. You know you're valuable. Like everyone, everyone has value. Um, And uh, yeah, I don't know.
0: Do you? I guess just just to kind of like tidy this up a little bit. And yeah. Alex, I hope we answered your question. Um, and if Thank you present you that, in, by the way. And if you want to further, you want us to talk further about it. We're we're not fighting flies that are <laughs> randomly appeared that weren't weren't here for the first were, two yeah, hours. Yeah. Um, so, um, if, if, you know, there's something that you want us to go more in depth on or if, cause I know we're both kind of ADD and our thoughts are all over the place. <laughs> but, um, you know, if, if you, if you have questions or you have something more you want to talk about, hit us in the emails for everybody else. Um, walking blind pod at gmail.com is the email address. Once again, you can send in a video, you can send in audio. um, You can just send in a normal written email, whatever the case may be. Like we, we want to talk to you guys. Um, By the time this comes up, we should have the walking blind pod Instagram up and running. Yeah. We, we we will, we are still going to try and keep all the submissions on the email address to keep it all in one place. Um, but if you want to send like video messages or anything like that through that page, we'll have that as well. And then um, the podcast should be live. So to, to kind of tie um, in Alex's question to get together and just a thought that I had to end the show. Um, how do you feel about, Actually, going to get it, go going to a doctor and getting clinically diagnosed versus just feeling these feelings and um, winging it. Essentially, do well, you th- think that there's more validity to going to a doctor? Like, because I know you you kind of mentioned like going through the proper channels sometimes isn't you know.
1: Well, the, the negative part is when like, it's like in the Emergencies emergency, emergency is when there's been, I know there's people that have bad experiences, but going to get, uh, going to get diagnosed, like seeing a professional and, and actually getting official diagnosis, I think is great, you know, cause then you find out, you know, you, even if you don't, even if like you find out like, you know, um, you know, sometimes something is situational, you know, like, uh, like something happens and you're, you're just in that state, uh, of depression, um, then you know if you're if it, they can help you, they can give you tools to, to um, to work on daily to kind of help you work through that. You know, uh, they might be able to pinpoint um, not pinpoint. Or yeah, they might be able to help you uh, figure out what it is that is causing what you're feeling. Um, but then also you know if if uh, if you go in, you find out that this is that you're clinically you're clinically di- diagnosed, and you, then they can, you know they can, again, they can help you get on the right track for, for, uh, you know, getting you know, on the right medication, you know, regardless of what people's thoughts are on it. I know that that's like a, it's, it's, uh, I guess anything can be a touchy subject, but, yeah. um, medication, you know, uh, it, it's, it is, it is helpful, you know, um, depending on what, what it is you have, you know, and that's the other thing too, you know, you want to you don't want to just assume that you're that you have something and then go go off and and find it on your own. You want to make sure that you kind of know uh because certain some of these medications can uh if misdiagnosed they can be more harmful than good. But um yeah, I would say I uh, yeah, I'd say if if you're there's there's no harm in going to find out for sure. Like what it is you might be experiencing. Um and if nothing else, I feel like Going in to see uh, a professional, like just to get, just to even um, like to see like a, like a therapist or a counselor, of some kind. Like, just I like just somebody to talk to. Just someone to talk to you. I think that is great. Um, my, my, school, <clears throat> my school, my school offered it, which is which was nice. And I went in. I went in knowing what I was, what I had in mind. And I, I was like, oh, I'm stressed because of school and stuff. And we walked out, or I walked out, realizing that like a big part of my stress was because it was raining. And I had heightened anxiety from my accident, and um, which which we have to still talk yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but uh, so yeah, that's um.
0: I think I think at the end of the day, get help, however however you can, whichever way you can, um, whether it's going to a doctor, a therapist, um, you know talking to your friends, family, or just reaching out to somebody that, you know, that you, that you feel comfortable with. Um, and don't ever let anybody tell you that you seeking that help, you know, makes you any less than you are. Hmm. Um, yeah. That being said, I think we're, we're at almost three hours two and a half hours on this so we'll 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 stop rambling with you guys um but after after this episode after this, we're gonna start to do a little bit more like kind of a little less you know huge material um pieces we're gonna be talking to some friends we're gonna be um talking to you guys hopefully um and then we're gonna be doing um more of just like a day-to-day everyday life podcast we want to try and um drop this weekly and um we've got some cool things like in the works that we eventually want to figure out so thank you for bearing with us for these first two (laughs) episodes which are like four parts um these are these were the catch-up episodes yeah so um once again Be patient with us because we're still figuring it out yeah we're still working this out we're, we still need a, a, like a camera intern to handle this. So we don't have to keep <laughs> running back and forth. Um, but thank you guys so much walking at gmail.com WalkingBlindPod blind pod on Instagram you know
1: yeah send in send in your questions or or even victories it doesn't have to be negative. yeah like them, tell
0: us something cool yeah tell us something cool that happened in your life. also yell out challenge accepted at NDR shows. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Later. peace.
1: Well, thank you guys for checking out those intro episodes. Uh, moving forward, hopefully it'll feel more, more like a podcast, not so much of an interview uh, of myself, but um, yeah, I appreciate you checking this out. Uh, keep a lookout for episode three and um, we will have more of a set schedule on when, when, when we will be releasing each episode. But in the meantime, uh, please uh, email questions, comments, um, victories, or any struggles you have to walkingblindpod at gmail dot com, and uh, you can send a video or an audio file, either one. And uh, hopefully, we can uh, we'll try to get to it in the next episode. Peace.